Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space, and that we can talk to them a little bit about their journey and some of the things they're doing, and and hopefully translate them to our lives as well. Um, We talk to athletes, we talk to entrepreneurs, CEOs, people from just a real broad range of things as well. And I have one of those today. Just before we jump into that, want to mention, um, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know we have a relationship with Epitome Sportswear. Um, the really cool thing is that they connect well with us because they talk about um, whole life success and, and talking about not just kind of high performance athletics, but also just maybe about uh, uh, making sure that you're comfortable going to your child's game or maybe going out for a hike, that kind of thing. All of those things are really cool about it. The other really important thing is that they believe, like we do, to give back to the communities they serve as well. And so they're working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport. And for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support um, girls in sport. So definitely check them out. You can do it through our Instagram link and there's a 20% off uh, um, code there as well. Uh, Or you can just go directly to Epitome Sportswear. That's E-P-I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com and check it out. So we're really excited to have Lauren Weeks here with us today. She's an elite obstacle course racer. She's a hybrid athlete, like a lot of people that we've had on here. Um, she was High Rocks World Champion in both 2020, 2021, and was the champion recently at the Spartan Games, the 2.0 version. She also came, I believe, third in the first one as well. So we could talk about that. Um, and she's competed in CrossFit regionals. Um, she's recently um, most recently, I guess, finished ninth in the High Rocks World Championships. And the important thing is that uh, she actually did that um, while also being quite pregnant at the time. So even to come in ninth is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and so I know just in conversations with Lauren as well, that she's been very busy with school and, and uh, all of these different things going on in her life. So um, first of all, I'll, I'll just thank you for taking the time. I know things are really busy for you right now, Lauren. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm going to actually start with the um, the high rocks thing because I think a lot of people we just talked about. I think you're you're six weeks away from from giving birth. So first of all, congratulations on that. But one of the things is uh, high rocks. I think a lot of people would be um, you know uh, you're really inspired by the fact that um, you you did such an intense event. I think and and really uh, you know being pretty pregnant at the time. So what was that like for you? And how different is it? I guess or how different was it to to have to manage that a little bit. Uh, well, it was incredible to be able to do it. So some of these girls, I, I only get to see once a year and I've had yeah. now three years in a row that I've gotten to kind of catch up and, and we'll keep in contact online, but like that personal face-to-face meeting is sometimes it's just once a year. So it was, yeah. I was very fortunate to be able to go. Um, 
And the event itself was, I mean, it was a blast. It was definitely harder in some aspects, but then yeah. um, in some way easier in others. So like I, I couldn't physically go as fast as I normally would, which mm-hmm. made the time frame longer, um, which actually, because of that, the intensity was lower. Um, right. And uh, I, I felt like less sore, I guess, than I've ever felt <laughs> after that event. Really? Um, so it was, it was, it was hard physically and mentally to like, yeah. not be able to kind of go to that same place that I would normally want to. Yeah. Um, but recovery wise, uh, I didn't need to take too much time because I didn't have to, I yeah. couldn't push as hard as I would have wanted to. Well, yeah. That was that the most difficult thing because in your head, I mean, obviously your, your body is doing something different than, but your head probably, you can't really turn that off very easily to, to be that ultra competitor. Is that, is that what it was like? Consciously, yeah. So it was definitely difficult to shut that off. Um, I almost feel as if I didn't have full control over it. Um, I feel like my subconscious took over and didn't let me uh, push to like the extent that I wanted to push. It's just, I don't, I don't know, like a flip switched and like, I want to push, but something was telling me to not. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and do you, did you find, I mean, because a lot of people probably, um, you know, I, I know there were lots of comments about how, how cool it was that you were doing this and how inspiring it was. What's, what's that like? Because there, you know, I mean, for a lot of, a lot of women, I think um, historically there's been this idea that you can't do some of these things right up to, you know, as close as you were to during your pregnancy. Um, have you found some of that changing and did you, did you get kind of positive or, or other feedback from that when you did it? I've had nothing but positive feedback from people, which I, I really appreciate. And, and, and you're right. It it is changing. Like mindsets are changing. Like we are allowed to do more, but it depends like on person to person. So I've been very fortunate in that, like all of my checkups, everything's gone well. Like it could be about like where your placenta ends up, like mine's far enough away that I haven't had any complications. Um, But it could be like, there are going to be plenty of women that will have complications and won't be able to necessarily do some of the things that I'm doing. And as it's not their fault at all, it just like, there's just different things that could happen that we have no control over and you have to back off. So yeah, I've yeah. been very lucky in that one, we're in a day and age that it's more accepted. And two, mm-hmm. that I haven't really had any complications that would not yet at least stop me from yeah. being able to continue. Very cool. And are you still training kind of the same way right now, or is it a little bit different, uh, you know, now or even a few weeks from there? So, no, um, I mean, I haven't been training the same way, like yeah. for a very long time. Um, yeah. and it's just like, I'm, t- I get tired. Um, yeah. so I, I, my volume is significantly less. Um, I don't yeah. train, train as, as much. I still strength train, just yeah. not, uh, probably not as heavy as I would have once gone. So it's definitely, it's definitely different. It's definitely less. Um, and so going back, I mean, obviously you've, um, uh, even the sports that you do right now are very, um, you know, very uh, varied, I guess they, they do a lot of different things, very hybrid style stuff that you do. Um, have you maybe just going back, you know, have you always been kind of the person who tries different sports? Have you been dedicated to a sport and then changed other sports? And how has that worked in your journey from that end? Um, so I, I grew up uh, playing soccer and swimming for the most part were my two main sports. Um, when I got to high school, like I added lacrosse in there, um, but it wasn't something that I like grew up knowing how to do. It was just an added 
an added yeah. sport. Um, yeah. And then after like school was all over, I had <clears throat> eventually found CrossFit and I fell like absolutely in love with it. But, <clears throat> and I ran probably the whole time through CrossFit, just not competitively. Um, but I'm not like super great at any one particular sport. Uh, so the, just the hybrid aspect of being able to bring these different things in and having different skills has very much benefited me. Um, because I like, I don't, I love CrossFit. I tried to be able to make it further, um, like past regionals and it just wasn't in the cards for me. And uh, I'm definitely not the fastest runner out there by any means. So just being able to kind of put the two together, um, has definitely worked in my favor and, and it's something I enjoy doing. So I am very appreciative that sports have come out of like that style of training. That brings me to, I mean, mean, Spartan Games, you've been in kind of both of them so far and, you know, has, because that has, if people haven't seen that, it's a mix of athletes. They could be CrossFit people, but they are similar. Like there's OCR people. There are people that were, especially in the first one, very different types of of backgrounds. What has that been like to kind of, you know, be in, in that kind of space with people that are very high level, but might be in very different genres and, and being able to, to kind of, you know, be, you know, do well. I mean, you did well in both of those events or both of those, um, you know, both games as well. So it's a very much a learning experience because especially like with that first one where we have like these extra high level athletes in like all different areas, like you can't, it's hard to not probably bug them and try and pick their brain about what they do and how they got to their level because it's hard to be the top of the top of a sport especially like we had top marathon runners like running is such an old sport to be able to be at the top of that like they're doing something right um yeah it's been a lot of time kind of picking their brain and seeing what they do and how like they like incorporate their extracurricular activities and some of them have families um so it was very much like a learning experience for that. Um, And then as, as far as the events go and being varied, like that's again, very much in my favor because I won't excel in like one particular area, but I feel like it can stay kind of middle of the road for, which helps you in these types of events. Yeah, because a a lot of times you can excel at one of them, but if you have one of the other ones that uh, we had um, uh, Faith on uh, at one point, and she she laughed about, oh, well, when we had wrestling or we had a lifting event, that was great for me. But then when I had to do my long mountain bike, it was just almost funny to her that, you know, okay, that was something I hadn't done before and I'm not trained for that as well. And, and for you, I mean, those, those things probably have a, a, a more of a middle ground for you than it would be for her or somebody like that. She actually was pretty good at the mountain bike. I was really yeah. impressed. Um, <laughs> that one's definitely, uh, like my worst event. Cause it's not something that I practice and, uh, for safety wise, like I'm, I don't want to be a big risk taker and, and kind of take a, a fall on just one event. I'd rather lose a couple points and come out of it with my skin intact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you do have, uh, you know, in both of those events, and I think even most recently, you've got some people who really, you know, are, are big mountain bike people. So they do take all those yeah. risks as well too. So it's probably difficult not to kind of push yourself when the others are doing that at the same time. So, um, you know, you already mentioned it, that some of those other athletes you talked to, have, um, one of the things that's 
that's interesting is to try to find out how do they how do they do some of those sports and um and also do all the other things in their life as well and and i think you're a perfect example of that right now that you've got a bunch of things happening all at the same time how do you how do you try to measure all those things off like how do you how do you set your set your day balance your day a little bit i have a really good support system like that's uh i think probably the number one key I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it all on my own. Um, so I think like what takes up the majority of my time right now is school. Um, and I'm in my last semester, hopefully cross my fingers <laughs> that I will uh, be done in August. Um, if not done in August, then I guess December, but we're, we're working on August, yeah. but that is definitely, it's time consuming because I'm not a kid in school anymore. I'm an adult. So it, I feel like it matters more and I take it seriously. And so I'm studying and I'm taking tests and I have to go into clinicals. And um, so just kind of, that's like my main thing. And then I try and balance everything around it and set priorities. And then um, if I'm like falling behind or falling short on something, that's where the support system comes in. Right. And, and when, uh, do you find you, you change that at different times like is it like how do you how do you decide to prioritize like right now it's probably relatively easy because that's the most important thing you have right now um at a normal time like do you have to switch a lot about okay i, I spend a lot more time training at a certain time and um you know is that is that something you really think through like are you a person who writes your goals down or is it a, just a however it kind of flows out as you go is is what you do um i definitely don't write my goals down i i think that's a great idea i don't um, cause sometimes I don't even know what my goals are, um, yeah. but, uh, I wouldn't even say that it switches. Like it's definitely like this degree and like, I'm trying to become a nurse. Like that's yeah. for me, the most important thing. So, um, no, I, I don't ever put training above it because I, I like, that's just, to me, that's not acceptable. Yeah. Um, so I guess it could change like once it's maybe a job and not school, um, maybe then I can kind of put flat priorities, but right now, uh, definitely not. And then like, just as far as like athletics have gone, um, as I've mentioned, like I was never a top in my sport in anything. So, um, I'm just very grateful to be able to do some of the things that I can do and, and shocked when I hit accomplishments <laughs> that I didn't think that I could. Well, and you've had some pretty big accomplishments considering that that's yeah. the approach a little bit too. So what do you, um, um, like uh, if, uh, because obviously school is the most important thing, do you have to do much with trying to find sponsors to be able to do what you want to do outside of that? Or does it, does it just kind of come and you do what you can with it? Because it's, it's kind of that next priority for you. It's not a main, the main priority. Um, Gosh, I don't really do any work finding sponsors, which is probably yeah. why I only have one. <laughs> um, uh, and it's Riverbend. He's actually yeah. he's been great. But um, but no, I don't do. I guess because I don't think of myself as necessarily like a professional athlete. So yeah, um, like that's not necessarily the route that I'm trying to attack and like going for sponsors. Mm -hmm. um, if it, if it were like, I really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm competitive. Like I want to try to do the best that I can. If I can win, like I want to win, but, sure. um, I don't, I don't see this as my career, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and, but, and that's, what's, that's what I think is important is that it is kind of, uh, um, 
you know, I think a lot of people, if they think of, oh, well, you know, there's this a professional athlete here that that's all they do. And they're really trying to get sponsors and it can be hard, especially if it's a, you know, certain sports and everything too. But if there is a certain amount of freedom that probably comes with the fact that you're, um, you're doing it as a secondary thing, like you're, you're wanting to be a, a you know, to be a nurse is the most important part of, of your life. And, and there's a whole bunch of other things around it. And it's a big part of what you do is, is uh, your athletics, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And granted, like having sponsors would be super helpful. Like, I'm not saying that they're like, like they're, they're not helpful. Like it definitely would be very helpful. It's just not something that I've prioritized or, or put time into. So yeah. that's completely yeah. on me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and have you figured out what kind of nurse you want to be? So I originally went into it thinking I wanted to be like in the school system. Um, yeah. Like I kind of wanted to be able to educate uh, and be a school nurse um, through that and kind of like teach healthy habits. But after going through school and kind of like getting to see being these clinicals in different areas, um, I don't want to start with that anymore. I think that's more of like a long-term goal. Um, but I, I do want to start like bedside and uh, what exact area I haven't completely decided. They usually prefer that you start in like a more generalized medical surgical area and then go into a specialty. Um, but I mean, there are some loopholes, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what opportunities are there and everything as well. So, um, you know, uh, maybe just, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at, because you obviously are at the point where you're going to have, um, you know, you're going to have a, a family and all of those things. Have you, have you thought of like, is it, um, it uh, are, are you pulling back from stuff for the next little while? Like, will it be, you know, a while before we see you in some events and, and things like that? Or, or how will that work? Do you think after, uh, uh, after July, I guess? Uh, so that's really going to depend on, on recovery and, yeah. and like how traumatic the labor is. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how that's going to be, I guess, until it yeah. happens. So I do know, like my doctor has been very like, graceful and letting me do almost anything that I want, like athletically leading yeah. up until the birth, but she's been pretty firm about afterwards that I need to take time off and recover. Yeah. Um, so if she's like willing to let me do all this right now, and she's got like a pretty strong hand on after, I'm sure she has her, her reasons. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to do my best to listen. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Is that they'll, your, your body will be your guide. I'm sure at that point anyway. So, uh, so that's, that's a good thing. We, um, a, a while ago talked to, um, Annie Thoris daughter just after she had had her baby and, and it was interesting her talking about how, um, how she really had, she, I think thought she, she had a back. difficult labor from and what she I did a very yeah. difficult labor. So for yeah. her, it was, she thought it was going to come back fairly quickly. And even though I think compared to many people, she did come back pretty quickly considering um, it was, she talked about how she struggled a little yeah. bit with trying to figure out how that would happen. But yeah, um, I've like, I had heard about like, she was in labor for three days. I think she hemorrhaged yeah. really bad. Um, yeah. She had mentioned that she couldn't even get on a bike for five weeks. So yeah. Yeah. to take up, to take off that much time and then still come back and Coding yeah. them at the games that same year is pretty remarkable. Yeah, she's she's a pretty inspiring lady, that's for sure. But good for her to do that. And um, so, actually, that is one thing because to, even to do, you know, to do the things that you do, there's a mental resilience that kind of comes with that as well. 
Um, do you find like is that is that just something that you've always had? Is that something you've you've learned over time? How how does that work for you, Lauren? I would say that's definitely something I've always had. I mean, probably since a kid. I've like yeah. if I set my mind to something, like I I want to make it happen. Or or I had mentioned like I had picked up lacrosse one year um, in high school, and it wasn't a sport I had ever played, but like I wanted to do well with it. So I would wake up in high school like early every morning. Cause I was trying to learn how to like cradle a stick. And I would, um, before school, I would take the stick with a ball and I'd practice cradling it out to one of the local schools, running with it for a mile, then throw it against the wall a bunch of times <laughs> and then practice cradling it back for a mile. Cause I don't know. I mean, I was fairly determined to yeah. not let the team down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's it. It's, um, so if you like, do you find, um, do you just automatically tap into that? Like if you're in, in an event, there are lots of times I'm sure in on some of the longer events you've been in, um, there's probably times where other people have that mental thing in their head about, am I going to quit or am I going to not be able to do, you know, my best at this point in time? Do you have to do anything to overcome that? Or does it just kind of, it, it, does it come pretty, you know, naturally to you? I think it's very internal. Like I'm, and unless I feel like I'm doing damage to myself, like yeah. it, it just, I'm going to push myself to the limits. Yeah. Um, if I do feel like I'm setting myself back for something or if I'm, or if I'm like hurting or, um, if I feel like I might be, I don't know if I'm pushing something and I feel like I'm tearing a cap, like I'm going to, I will stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. but if I'm not like in danger of injuring myself, like, yeah, it, I'm just, just going to keep, keep going. On. <laughs> um, You've you've already raced uh, raced against or alongside a whole bunch of kind of top level people. Is there is there somebody that stands out as oh wow that person was you know one of the either most talented or just the the best kind of all round athlete that that I have seen? Like, is there somebody that just jumps out at you that way? It's really hard to say because like I mean, gosh, I've been so lucky to be surrounded by so many. Yeah. of those types of athletes. Like, I don't even know if I could, if I could pick one. Um, yeah. and it's constantly surprising to me what people can do and how fast they can be or how strong they can be. And, yeah. um, yeah, I don't think I could pick one because yeah. Well, and, and, and your events are so different too. Right. So that's the other thing is you get somebody who really can so excel in one area and, and, um, you've, you've been lucky that you've been able to see or, or, race against a lot of those people which is which is pretty cool um so you know one of the things that that we um we ask everybody is trying to figure out if there's a couple of tangible things if people are listening that they might be able to kind of um uh, pull into their life or or into kind of their what they do um and because you do have all of these things going on you've got school you've got um, um you know obviously your own kind of you know personal relationship and social stuff but uh, you know you've you've got a pretty busy athletic life until just right about now so what do you have a couple of tips where people who are kind of have that busy busy lifestyle one of the biggest thing is how do you how do you keep fitness and wellness as a major part of it do you have a couple of tips on on how they might do that to make sure that they kind of keep that as a big part of their life I've definitely learned to like set some like low hanging fruit and not have such high, like just daily goals. Um, yeah. so sometimes like I'll have a workout that I want to do and it's, 
and it looks very intimidating. And if I, and if I do that and I'm tired or, or I, like, I'm not feeling great, like I'm not going to do the workout because it just looks too intimidating. So I've definitely learned to like, just look at it and, and pick it apart and like kind of mod modify it so that it's something that I can do so that I get movement in that day. So, um, granted, maybe I would have been able to do the higher skill, the higher version or the harder version of it. But if it looks that intimidating that I'm not going to do it, then it's not worth it. So yeah. I think just kind of setting like simple goals of just like simple movement is a lot more beneficial because then you're way more likely to be consistent. And if people are over the next little while are, are trying to follow you and what's happening with you, Lauren, what are some of the, what's the best way to do that, I guess? So over the next little while, and also to look back on some of the stuff that you've already done, there's some really cool things there too. Um, probably my Instagram. I actually, I haven't been super great in terms of like adding things to it, but along with what we were just talking about and keeping motivated, um, I think I need to start putting in some daily workouts so that I feel obligated to do them because then if I'm, if, if I'm posting them, I have to do them. I guess as a last thing, how how does it feel? Because I, I know that there are lots of um, women that have looked at kind of how you have tracked through with your pregnancy and, and done a lot of this stuff over the last little while. Um, how does it feel that, you know, uh, you know, it is a little bit different now and you're probably one of those people that people look to to think, oh, okay, I can do some of this stuff. And, you know, is that, um, uh, what's that like to be the person who's probably inspiring and motivating other people to, to think they can do more? It actually, like, it makes me feel bad that I haven't videoed some more things and shared some of the things that I'm doing, because I know I go online and I look like, I'll look at hashtags of like pregnancy or postpartum, or just so that I can get like inspiration or motivation from other women out there that have done it. And like, maybe some of the workouts or things they've done. Um, so I, I feel bad that I really haven't put enough content out there about the same thing. Well, I'm sure, I, I'm sure no matter what people are going to hopefully hear some of this and see that, you know, there, there are lots of things that, um, that you can do. And, and I know there's a really cool picture of you, I think at high rocks where you can tell that, you know, you're pregnant and it's, it's pretty, pretty neat to see that. And so um, I'm sure there's lots of people that are looking at it thinking, wow, this is um, uh, things have definitely changed over the last little while. And I think for the, for the good. So, um, so thanks for being a, a good role model that way for people as well. So, um, uh, you know, again, I, know that you have a crazy busy schedule so um you know thanking you again for taking the time with us today if um if you haven't we'll we'll again put um lauren's information in the show notes so go through and and follow lauren and everything that she's doing um hit subscribe on the uh on the podcast we have great people each week just like lauren but um you know again Thank you for taking the time and and obviously we'll be watching because we'll probably uh we'll hope to see a picture or two at at some point in uh, uh july or august to, that um you know we we get to see the the, the great things of uh crossing my fingers over. for that weekend of the utah race so for anybody oh, who follows so spartan that's what i'm hoping she'll be uh, delivered awesome okay well then hopefully that'll be a nice thing that uh, everybody can yeah. share at the same time too yeah. so very cool. Well, again, thank you for taking the time, Lauren. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, good luck with uh, everything over the next little while. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. And everybody else, we will talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves. 
Thanks for listening to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.